Oh, so I was a, I was going for like inspirational uh, Ted Lasso soccer coach, but then I realized that like, it's gonna be way too loud. So uh, back to plan A. You know those wholesome anime where it's not about victory, but the friendships made along the way? Yeah, this isn't that. When I first got Blue Lock the manga in my Manga Spice Cafe sub box, I thought I was in for another encouraging and wholesome sports manga like Whistle, but this is a far cry from that. Blue Lock is what happens when you combine a battle royale with soccer, and the results, while not literally deadly, are just as cutthroat. To make matters that much worse, the themes of this manga and its new anime feel antithetical to anything possibly Christian. I, I was worried I wouldn't be able to make this connection, but then I realized that if we shift the focus just a smidge, this illustrates something incredible about who Jesus is, was, and is to be. So, what could a story about being the best striker have to do with Jesus from Nazareth? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and placing 299th out of 300. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly guys, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this one with our scripture for this video. Our scripture today is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. It's going to be the NRSV UE. That's my preferred translation. Is what's going to be on the screen. Our featured reader of today is going to be Sneaky Pigs, or Mike, so I will go ahead and toss it over to Sneaky Pigs for our gospel reading of the day. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, the obvious first question, what is Blue Lock? Well, it's a Japanese manga series written by Manayuki Kaneshiro and illustrated by Yusuke Nomura. An anime television series was then adapted this year in October by 8-Bit. But beyond what it is literally, it is a bonkers story. Now, there will be spoilers for some of the plot of this show, but you really won't get much spoiled without actually watching the best bits go down on the show itself. The story starts with the real-life news that Japan came in 16th at the 2018 FIFA World Cup. As a reaction to this, the administrators of the team go with a bizarre method of scouting a new striker who will take them above and beyond. They hire this guy. Now, he may look like the turtliest member of the Turtle Club, but in truth, his specialty is quite different. Appropriately named Igo Jimpachi, he believes that the only thing that will set a striker up as a winner is just that, the winning part. If the striker doesn't want to win more than play as a team, be a good person, follow the rules, then they aren't ever going to be worth anything. And in his definition, that makes them worth nothing. This bizarre modus operandi leads to blue lock, but more on that in just a second. We next get to meet Yoichi Isagi. Isagi is an up-and-coming all-star who just can't seem to find the right team or flow, so he just kind of stays in the shadows. He's trying to figure out who he even is. He'll most certainly fade into mediocrity being passed from one less than stellar team to another. That is, until he gets a letter that he's been invited to this thing called Blue Lock. When he arrives, he's surrounded by 300 of the other best high school soccer stars in this huge auditorium. It's he 
here that Ego informs the 300 of the plan. They are being entered into a cutthroat zero-sum tournament. Only the number one player at the end of Blue Lock will be declared the winner, and that winner will play as the lead striker for Japan the following year. And the remaining 299, well, they will all be banned from ever being considered for the team permanently. The stakes couldn't be much higher professionally. One of these 300 will have their career made drastically earlier than they could have ever dreamed of, and 299 will have their dreams forever ripped away from them. After a moment's hesitation from some of the 300, Ego manages to rouse them into a state of animalistic competition, and all 300 grab their jerseys into the halls of Blue Lock, the state-of-the-art training facility that will house them for the remaining of the process. This place will be the place where they live, where they sleep, where they bathe, where they eat, where they train, where they do everything in this one spot. And by the way, how good their food is, is literally partnered to how high they are placing in the 300. It's pretty crazy. They're all partnered up into standard soccer teams where they will then participate in a series of scrimmages and challenges and bizarre training exercises to work their way up the food chain to the coveted number one slot. Now our main character Isugi gets assigned to team Z and his number on his arm is 299 out of 300. Second to last. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. This show is so worth your time, and if even one part of that description interests you at all, I encourage you to check it out. I've been reading the manga since it began translation. These characters are so compelling, the betrayals are so brutal, and the hill that Isigi strives to climb is impossibly steep. But the more important question for this video, why is it at all relevant to the piece of a sermon? Now, this is actually the second week in a row that I'm kind of nervous about putting the themes of the topic into the words of the Bible. I mean, it's the Bible. It couldn't be much more clear about the whole sin of pride. Humility practically ekes out of the pages. Well, that may be true, but maybe not all the way. While we aren't called to be prideful of ourselves, we are certainly called to boast in someone. And that brings us to our passage for today. In this section from the Gospel of Matthew, we have a conversation between Jesus and the early disciples. He's a bit into his ministry and word has started to get out about him. So Jesus asks the disciples, what's the word? What is the rumor mill churning about me? And some disciples are like, well, there are some out there who say you're John the Baptist. And then some other disciples kind of speak up and they're like, well, there are even more who say you're Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus then turns to them as a group directly and asks further, okay, okay, that's a start, but who do you say I am? Now, scripture doesn't exactly lay it out like this, but I like to imagine that this quiet hush falls over the group. Consistently throughout scripture, the disciples answer this question incorrectly. They get confused about who Jesus is constantly. So I think they don't know the answer to this question. The air is tense. Suddenly, Simon Peter decides to be the spokesperson and has a go at it. Well, Jesus, you are the Messiah. You are the very son of the living God. Now, me personally, I imagine Jesus as a hugger. So I have a feeling he embraces Peter and then grasps him by the shoulders and says, Simon, son of Jonah, you get it. You are blessed, not because of your brain, but because of the spirit within you that revealed this truth. And you, Peter, you're going to be the rock of the church. You will seal the gates from the fire of Hades. You will get the keys to the kingdom. Now, what's happening here? Why, why is this such a big deal? Jesus has important work to do during his brief time living as flesh and blood amongst humanity. He has come to get things 
done. And he's taking this time to help these disciples get the big picture. He's teaching the disciples about the law and the prophets and what they're actually about. He's instructing them on how to go and do likewise, to be perfect as my Father in heaven and I are perfect. And over and over again, they keep falling short in their humanity. They argue over who will sit on Jesus's left or right. They ask Jesus question after question that shows they really don't get what they're working towards. Even after everything that Jesus goes through, Thomas goes on doubting until after Jesus has already done the thing and has to show him the scars of the death and resurrection. These guys don't get it. But here's Peter. And he gets the right answer, but maybe not all of it. He doesn't really get what the role of the Messiah requires, but at least he's on the right track. He has his eyes affixed to Jesus. He knows what they're working towards and he knows who's in charge. And that brings us back to the weirdness of Blue Lock. You know, the more time I've been able to spend considering the position of the world's greatest egoist, Ego Jimpachi, the more I've realized that I might actually agree with where this story is headed. I'm not sure I agree with the extreme measures actually being taken. By no means am I any fan of corporal strategies in general. I shower both my children with incentives like I'm the Santa Claus of the day. But of course, the truth behind his methodology is that it probably will create the perfect striker because it'll be the one who's been so focused on the goal ahead of them that they've overcome 299 of the best of the best. What this ultimately does is eliminate any doubt from their psyche. And this is the exact problem that our golden boy Isagi has run into. He doesn't have the confidence to believe in the goal that deeply, to know his role on the team. And that role is the one who scores. Not the teammate, not the supporter, but the one who wins the game. In that way, Ego is training these soccer stars towards a self definition. He's forcing them to sit face to face with their doubts and shouting in their ears, who do you say that you are? His means are questionable, but ego is forcing them towards what it takes to discover the self within the self. What takes some a lifetime he intends to do before the next World Cup. The disciples could have used this kind of fast forward button. They spent three years witnessing the works of Jesus and still didn't have it click. Even Peter, the one blessed here in our story, denies Christ three times in fear before his crucifixion. The disciples were working towards the truth, but they couldn't commit to acknowledging the self within the self of Jesus. Jesus knew exactly who he was and he was trying to explain it to people. He wasn't just a leader or a prophet or a forebearer. He was the Christ. He's the one that scores the goal, the one that wins. So what does any of this mean for us today? How can we apply these doubtful feelings and halfway understandings into our lives as Christians? Well, a great place to start is answering Jesus's question for yourself. Who do you say that Jesus is? If he's just a great guy, you aren't there yet. You haven't gotten the weight of the scenario. Your eye isn't on the prize. You don't understand that he is the one that has already one. As you watch through Blue Lock, consider how Isagi develops in ways like and unlike Christ. Are his teammates following him better than the disciples followed Jesus? Better than your following Jesus? What if humbling ourselves means lifting Jesus so high up that he becomes the star player on our team? Because newsflash already is. How can we exemplify and lift up the loving, welcoming embrace of Jesus rather than yourself? Pride in oneself, the Bible is clear, is not a good thing. It precedes the fall and all that good stuff. But Jesus is worth finding pride in. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the son of the living God. Jesus did come, did die, did rise. Again, Jesus is the savior redeemer. Everything we could ever hope for. The star striker who wins the game. 
death has been defeated. The body of Christ is what we are called to. None of us are called to be Jesus. None of us are called to be the striker. We're all the supporters on the team. It's all for something greater than ourselves. Consider how we might just be one big soccer team passing every shot we can towards Jesus, who's the striker sealing up that match-winning goal. If you're still trying to figure out how to even find out where Jesus is before making that pass, that's what we're doing each and every day at Checkpoint. We're tackling hard questions like these through these nerdy sermons and discussions around them on Wednesdays. So whether you're an up-and-comer or literally have the name Ego, know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us on these weekly Nerdy Deep Dives. If you want more of what we're doing here at Checkpoint Church, we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and every other Friday over on our Twitch channel. And we're also active 24-7 all the time on our Discord. We have a ton of channels, a ton of things to do and talk about and discuss both nerdy, spiritual, and somewhere in between. We'd love to have you there. I'm gonna link both of those down below. By the way, if you liked this video, do me a favor and click that like button and click subscribe if you haven't already. If you've made it this far in, then odds are you at least enjoyed it enough uh, to engage with us in that way. So I hope you'll consider doing that so we can know that you liked this one in particular. By the way, quick question for you. What is your favorite sports-based manga or anime? It's one of the niches that I don't find too often, but I personally am torn between like Whistle, Slam Dunk, and maybe Prince of Tennis. Unless you count Hikaru no Go as a kind of mathematics sport, then it's definitely that one. If chess is a sport, then Go is definitely a sport, right? Let me know down in the comments down below what you think. With that, we're gonna end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you no matter who you are. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube and on our Twitch and on our Discord server. Number three, we believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. The team would not be here without you. With that, and until the next time that I see you, I hope to catch you over on our Discord right now, on our Twitch, maybe on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every other Friday, or right here, same time, same place, next week for another Nerdy Sermon here on the YouTube channel. Until then, bye bye Can we get some Waylords? Did someone no, say we Waylords? Cannot. We cannot get a single one. Oh, Goodbye. Good. Goodbye, I'll Adam, mute you. I'll disconnect go. you. I'll ban you from the server. <laughs> I heard more waylords. I heard more waylords. Nobody's heard anything like that.